How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? And boom goes the dynamite. I don't know what we're yelling about! I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. After a short winter sabbatical, the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter is back alongside Paul Kingsbury. My name's Sven Elskog, and Paul, it's time to talk all about girls basketball this season. Some storylines, players to watch, and of course, as always, our way too early predictions for the season. Well, you know, it is about time. That little short sabbatical probably wasn't long enough. I've never taken a sabbatical, so it's kind of cool that I've now taken one. I can mark that off the bucket list. But here we are, girls basketball. We're, shoot, over a third of the way into it. And, uh, you know, state tournament is going to be creeping up on us pretty quickly. But I think going over, like you said, some of the good storylines and maybe throw in some uh, way too early predictions, is, it's always a fun thing to do. So you're the boss and you've never had a sabbatical. You're in charge of that. You know that, right? Yeah, but because I'm the boss, I haven't been able to have a sabbatical. It's gotten better. I mean, you and Matt have taken tons off the plate, but with that comes a lot of other things. So it's been, it is what it is. So you're saying it takes a couple of guys to, to get up to the Paul Kingsbury level of expertise. Still not there. Still not there. Still not there. Oh, huh? wow. He, he is starting off this podcast. <laughs> awfully well here today. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Project Filter, for making this possible. Uh, this is the part of the year that we've been looking forward to. We enjoy talking about basketball, and uh, we're going to get to a lot of different places here during the course of this podcast. We're going to start, though, in the 5A classification for girls basketball. We look at it, and so far in the early season, it's become abundantly clear that there's some powers in the 5A SIC that have really established themselves as favorites. Mountain View, Boise, and the Eagle Mustangs. You also got Meridian hanging around. You know, the question really for me, this is one of the storylines here in the state this year in the 5A ranks. Can anybody mess with the power that is the 5A SIC in girls basketball this year? You know, you're, you're right. They're in the 5A SIC. I think Mountain View is, no one can dispute this. I mean, they are uh, the number one team, both in the, the eye test, um, on paper, every way about it. If they stay healthy, if they keep um, keep doing what they're doing, I don't see how uh, how they can not um, come away with, with a blue trophy. However, that doesn't mean that other teams aren't going to want to step up and do it. You know, you've got a couple of teams, two or three teams in their own conference, Boise, Eagle, Meridian. You know, Eagle sits right now at 6-1. and one. Boise, the same. Meridian, 4-3. and three, But, you know, they're, they're rolling along. Inland Empire League, Lake City, lost a lot, but they have all IAL forward coming back. Bridget Rican, very talented. Great cast of players around her up there. Eastern Idaho, I think talent's a little bit down this year. They're having a down year in Eastern Idaho. Um, so I think really um, that the teams coming into the, the tournament that are going to be really looked at are going to come from the SIC, mainly Mountain View, plus one of those other two teams. And I think Lake City is going to come down from up north. And Lake City, we were talking about Bridget Reekin earlier. She's a fantastic soccer player. She'll be going to Washington State University to participate on the pitch there and play some soccer. But in the meantime, she's going to be in the gym with multiple other key players for the Lake City Timberwolves. They came all the way down to the Treasure Valley and knocked off the Boise Braves earlier this season. Uh, they got handled against Mountain View. But I think that this is a team that's proven that they can hang with people uh, on a, a nightly basis and I think that they could make a run at state as well as far as if you're looking at anybody as a challenger but aside from that I think it's safe to say uh, the top four favorites almost are all coming from the same conference this yeah. year and I've never seen anything quite like that before where it's just so powerhouse right and, and a lot of times you'll see that one or two from from each conference and then there's that one little dark horse that could come but, but you're right we're, we're looking at two conferences this year that are probably going to produce 
the, the number one and number two teams in the state. And of course, when you have conferences that are as talented as they are, especially the 5ASIC, you're going to get a lot of college-bound talent. And our second storyline for girls basketball this year, how is this college-bound talent going to perform in their senior seasons? You know, we got players Nihalem Thabach of Bora. She's going to UC Santa Barbara. Kendall Kinzer of Lewiston heading to Fresno State. Bella Miracatete of Genesis Prep is going to Washington State. Megan Boyd of Eagle, Denver University, the home of the Pioneers. Darian White from Mountain View is going to Montana State, as well as Madison Jackson from Parma. There's multiple other ones as well. Those are some of the ones that I'm really looking forward to seeing this year. In the early going, uh, they've impressed just like you would expect they would. And uh, Madison Jackson at Parma has the Panthers as a real contender in the 3A classification to try and spoil the party of the Sugar Salem Diggers this year. You know, and she is definitely one of the players to watch. Um, you know, go back with your question of how is this college-bound, um, all of these college-bound athletes going to perform in their senior seasons. It's always an interesting thing to watch because sometimes you get kids that are are still uh, auditioning, so to speak, to college scouts. And so they play at a, at a little bit higher level. You get players that have already signed, they've already committed, you know, they know where they're going. Do they slack off? Or do they play even harder to say and, and to show those coaches, see, this is why I belong? I think you can get both mindsets. I think you can get the mindset that says, you know what, I've got my scholarship. I better protect myself. Maybe I won't play quite as hard. You've got the other side that says, I've got my scholarship. I'm the leader of the team. I'd love to finish my high school career off with a state championship, go out on top, and I'm going to play as hard as I possibly can night in and night out. And, and this group of girls we just talked about, we've had a chance to see over the years. And I don't see the, the former category being uh, – categorizes any one of these. I think they're all hardworking girls that are going to be out there proving why they got those scholarships night after night after night. And one of the things that I gathered from coaches this year, out of that list of players, the one that I think people were most interested to see how she did is Megan Boyd at Eagle because she's playing without a couple of key pieces. You got Caitlin Murray that's graduated. Janie King has graduated. Both of those girls are playing college-level basketball. So now Megan Boyd kind of steps in, star of the show along with Jamie McKinney, and that makes it a, a really interesting dynamic there as far as a player that was so good in a role last year uh, taking more of a leadership role this season. You know, and, and she's been a big fish all the time. The problem is is that she's been surrounded by other big fish. And so now the, the pond has gotten a little bit smaller. The number of big fish has shrunk a little bit, so she can kind of step up and step up to the plate and shine. And and I think that's what she's done. She's got the the the, uh, the scholarship already. We Everybody in the world knows that she's a great player. Now she can just step out, relax, have fun, and play some basketball. So again, Megan Boyd will be heading to Denver University, and that should be fun to follow as we move forward. You know, you look right now, just the landscape of Idaho high school girls basketball the last few years, we've had a lot of really good talent come out of the state of Idaho, and it's highlighted, obviously, by Destiny Slocum, who's at Oregon State right now. You don't get a player that's on that national spotlight getting everybody to talk about Idaho basketball, but she's from here, and she's making the most of it on a, a national scale. That's been fun to watch as well. You know, we, we were watching her for years. I mean, she played varsity basketball for a number of years before she graduated and and you could tell she was a special talent from day one and it wasn't just her ability it was her confidence I mean she stepped out on the court knowing that she could beat anybody whether she was at at that point of her career or not even if she wasn't better than everybody she thought she was and eventually your talent is going to match your ego and when that happens watch out and that's what's happened with Destiny Slocum. So lots of talented players, but then you go 
even beyond that, there's a lot of good coaches in the state of Idaho as well. And another storyline that I think is important to follow this season, there's new coaches that are taking over for some pretty competitive programs this year. Ashley Green at Caldwell, Gino Mariani at Highland, Nicole Williamson takes over on the sideline for the Middleton Vikings, and Amber Whiting for Burley, which is the 4A state champions last year. They got a new head coach in the fold. Uh, Lots of talent lost from that team. But again, Burley will continue to be tough. But out of that group, you know, you got Ashley Green at Caldwell, Nicole Williamson at Middleton. We saw those teams face off the other day. That could very well be a state championship type rematch or at least a district championship rematch. I think definitely a district championship rematch. That was a fun game to watch. There's some really good players on both sides. You know, calendar for Caldwell really stood out to me. Um, just as a great player, confident, a smooth stroke, great ball handler. Um, you know, on the other side, Robinette, uh, among others, for Middleton. It's, it's going to be a fun conference to watch. And two new coaches, you know, and one thing we talked about during that broadcast, both on the air and probably more off the air, was they surrounded themselves with good assistant coaches. The assistant coaching staff there at Caldwell, we saw them, you know, not being afraid to give their input on, on what to do in certain things. And the head coach, listened and that that's really the sign of a good leader is when they listen to the people they surrounded themselves with in order to to basically do that exact thing was to give them input so um the coaching staffs really mean a lot when it comes to this type of program and and seeing those two teams with the new coaches surrounding themselves with good assistant coaches they can definitely go far and people only say well how far does a coach take a team you know, what is the impact that a coach has? One of the other things that we're interested in following this year beyond just the impact that a coach has is how does the new three-man officiating crew impact the game uh, in the classification, you know, conferences that are using that. And then, of course, as we move forward to state. And I think in the early season, uh, the returns have been positive. I think they've been very positive. You know, I, I don't think there's any real downside to a three-man crew as long as the uh, the funds are there to support it. You know, you get and, – and, and it's beneficial for both sides. I actually talked to a, uh, an official today kind of doing my research for your – for the prep cast doesn't happen often but once in a while it does and and his his opinion was it's great for the players because more more things are caught early you know instead of a hack fest that maybe a third official would see that two officials don't um you know chippiness that's taken care of early on um the level of play is set earlier with three officials on the other hand on the official side you've got guys that are maybe Luckily, you know, maybe if you're lucky in their mid-20s, all the way up to maybe their 50s, that are out there running with these high school kids. They get tired. Well, you get a three-man crew, you get a little bit fresher legs going into the third and fourth quarter for the officials. I mean, I'm looking at it from my point of view, and I'm not a spring chicken, and, and I'm sure they they very much appreciate it, that extra set of eyes and extra set of legs. And you, I can see you wanting to talk, so I'm going to try and just keep going and talking so you can't get your point in. All right, go ahead. So basically what you're saying is that being an official could help you get in even better shape. So you need to be assigned more officiating games and we'll assign somebody else the broadcast here. That's your workout plan for the winter, right? You know, it takes better men and women than me to take that abuse night after night. I, I'm I'm fine taking the, uh, the abuse of emails and, and whatnot, but getting yelled at on the court, no thanks. And background for those of you listening here, Paul has been for his son's senior project heading to the gym and also eating better at the same time. And Jackson, his son, is of the mindset of being as big as possible and, you know, having the muscle built. Paul's just trying to get in shape. And so Jackson's trying to turn Paul into a bodybuilder. And uh, how's the progress going on that so far? You know, we did the first leg day on Monday, and I, this morning, was just able to walk without uh, really being in excruciating pain. 
it, it's it's been a rough week to say the least. And it's Friday as we record this. It yeah. is December the seventh. 2018, as we record our way too early predictions for girls basketball and discuss some of the storylines right now. We're going over the storylines, one that I want to watch in small school basketball, and uh, I think this goes for a couple of different classifications. Genesis Prep versus the field. I think that Genesis Prep here in girls basketball, last year they came onto the map. They finished second. Butte County won the state championship, but the Pirates move up to the 1A D1 classification. The Jaguars remain in 1A D2. They're the clear favorites with Mira Catete down low. This is a girl that was putting up 20-plus rebounds on a nightly basis at State last year. She's getting double-digit block totals. They are a whole lot to handle for these small schools. You know, they came within two points last year of winning it all. They've got a lot of returning talent. You know, Rachel Schroeder, you mentioned Bella, Trinity Morrow, Josie Scribner, and those are just the seniors, you know, and, and then on top of that, you've got players coming up underneath. And, you know, you just look at, at everything to do with Genesis Prep, uh, and, and you just see talent oozing out of that program, both the, the girls and the boys. And so to seeing seeing them being denied this year, so to speak, is uh, at this point of the season hard to see, but, you know, We'll see when we get there. Well, and it's interesting because the 1A D2 classification, we're looking at Shoban as the mm-hmm. team that many think is the premier challenger for it this year. Uh, the Chiefs have just really jumped onto the map this season, and they've got a real shot, I think. Oh, they do. I mean, right now they're 7-0. and um, Right now they're averaging 62 points a game, holding two opponents to about 30 points a game. So they're doubling everybody up. And so if they get to the point where they can play, Genesis Prep in a state championship. You want to see the best teams play in the championship. That, that's what everybody wants. And if those two do, I think it's uh, going to be a battle. And I didn't put this on your sheet here, Paul, so bear with me. But I think another team that's kind of going against the field, so to speak, is Soda Springs in 2A. I think they come off that state championship yep. last year. They return a lot of talent. They're the prohibitive favorites. There's some real good challengers in the 2A ranks, though, whether it be West Jefferson, Ryrie, Firth teams of that nature you know you mentioned some eastern idaho teams i'm going to put this down mark it okay the i think soda springs will make the the championship i think they will but i think their opponent is going to be a wic school and i say that you know we're looking at coal valley they're six and oh right now four and oh against srv opponents and the SRV's down as you're going to see as i keep going here melba six and one five and one to srv they lost to parma who is one of the best teams in the in the 3a so you see coal valley melba even new plymouth could step in there um they've got a good program um out there in pilgrimville so i think that that opponent to play for the championship if we're going to really you know go big with this soda springs in there definitely and a two-way wic opponent probably maybe coal valley I look, I look at Grangeville, too. Can I say probably, maybe? Does that work? Yeah, that, that does right. work. But yeah, what do you think about the Grangeville Bulldogs? A couple of wins yep. this year against Lapway. Uh, they got a Lindsley on the roster, so you know they're good. That, that's usually the defining, the defining mark of, uh, of a team in, in Grangeville. But, no, you're right. Uh, you know, the Lady Bulldogs up there, they're having a great season so far. And one, one obviously bad part about doing these way too early predictions is, well, they're way too early. But going from who they've played, what, what we've seen – yeah, you're absolutely right. Grangeville could come out 
And I want people to write the predictions down when we get to those. They're coming in the next segment. We've got one more thing to tell you about in this segment, though, and that's the state tournament locations for each classification. They've been announced. The 5A will be played at the Ford Idaho Center. The 4A is at Timberline High School. 3A at Skyview again. 2A is back at Bishop Kelly. 1A Division One is held at Columbia. And the 1A D2 at Nampa. Great facilities all the way around. Oh, you know, the facilities they pick to host these state tournaments, they are. You know, they just don't put a bunch of schools in a hat and pull out a, a name. Um, you know, there's there's certain certifications and, and things they have to go through. And the, and the managers, I mean, we've gotten to know them very well over the years. All, all great people. Um, and, you know, the whole staffs there um, are always very accommodating and, and try to make it best the, the best experience they can for these kids. You know, a lot of these kids, they go once, maybe, in, in their lives. And so it's a memorable experience that they're going to remember the rest of their lives. And, you know, it's up to these facilities and the tournament managers to make it the best possible experience they can for the teams. Well, at the schools in particular, you got Tall Grop at Timberline, Skyview's Eric Bonds, Tom Shanahan at Bishop Kelly, Randy Potter at Columbia, and Ty Thomas at Nampa. You also have a great working relationship with everybody at the Ford Idaho Center as well. So we look forward to to again having live and free audio broadcasts of the entire 2018 Girls Real Dairy Shootout. We're going to take a break and come back. Our way too early predictions for girls basketball this season. We break down our two favorites to play in the state championship game for all six classifications. Coming up next here on the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter. My name's Jerry and I smoke for 30 plus years. I was elk hunting. My left arm and my left leg started tingling on me nearly died and it was enough to wake me up you know being on the top side of the grass is a good alternative to smoking i still hunt and now it's getting time where the grandkids are going to start going and i want to be there for that call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit projectfilter.org cable one brings high-speed internet to the greatest town on earth yours now you can get up to 100 megs for just 45 dollars a month for six months no deposit, no contract. Enjoy faster downloads, better streaming, up to 100 megs, $45 a month for six months. Connecting is easy. Call 877-687-1427 or visit CableOne.net today. Restrictions apply. Call Cable One for details. This is Jan at Toyotathon. How can I help? Hi, Jan. Is Toyotathon still on? Yes, it is. But you better hurry. It all ends January 2nd. Um, Mom? Honey, this is a time for family. So your father and I decided to come and help you out. Hello, Jenny. <laughs> and what Jan was going to say is you can get incredible deals like low APR financing and low lease offers on their amazing Toyota vehicles. That sounds great. Huh. Thanks, Mom. Toyota. Let's go places. Not all customers will qualify, so you're participating dealer for details. Don't worry, honey. You know how the media sensationalizes everything. Okay, that does it. Screen guys and going home. You play to win the game. I thought that would be big news. You thought what would be big news? Welcome back into the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter. It's time for our way too early predictions for girls basketball in the 2018 and 2019 season. Alongside Paul Kingsbury, my name's Sven Elskog, and... Well, let's see how different we are here is we tend to have a lot of agreements when it comes this early in the season. And I think that's really a result of, you know, picking some favorites. But I tried to be a little bit different than you on some. And I know that you tried to be different than me as well. I have no idea who you picked. And I changed a bunch of mine on the paper right before we came (laughs) on. So you don't know who I picked as well. So uh, let's start in the 5A classification, Paul. 
and I'm going to let you go first on all of these. The the five A, your two favorites to meet up against each other in the state championship. Two favorites to meet up in the state championship. If it were a perfect world, I think a good way to preface that is Mountain View and, as I mentioned, Lake City. Um, I, I like those matchups coming down from the north for years. It was Coeur d'Alene with Lake City thrown in. You know, last couple of years, Post Falls dominated. Um, and so to see Lake City come down again with, uh, you know, the talent they have, I'm going to say Mountain View, Lake City. And I'm going to stick with Mountain View. I like them as well. Darian White is going to really be a girl that just controls the face of the game for him. A good ball handler. She yeah. can also shoot. They've got Trinity Slocum. I don't think it's safe to bet against Mountain View making at least an appearance. We're not picking who we think's going to win here. No. We're just picking who we think's going to get there. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go... This is a tough call for me for the other one. I'm going with experience here. The Eagle Mustangs have been there over the years, and while they didn't return a lot of the, uh, a couple of the key pieces anyways from last year's team, uh, they still have that hunger to try and get that title. It has not happened yet, and so they want to go out and win it this year. I think Boise is another team that could get there, but my two favorites to make it are Mountain View and Eagle. You know, and and the, the will to make it sometimes you know, is that one last ingredient um, on top of talent that can get you to a championship. You know, the eye of the tiger, you've got to stay hungry. And they are hungry for that title. And Eagle has come so close multiple times. And uh, you just have the feeling that Cody Pickett is eventually going to get them over the hump and they'll get there. I mean, that's a really good uh, head basketball coach. And, you know, Cody Pickett, he played in the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers, played in uh, college at the University of Washington. This guy is accustomed to winning, and I think his players have grown accustomed to winning as well. So I really like Eagle and Mountain View. I mentioned Boise as well. Um, Lake City and Meridian are my dark horses to kind of have a shot at it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I had Meridian down for a dark horse if if we went into dark horses on that. Um, and Boise as well. You know, Boise probably on top uh, of Meridian, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, the, the 5 ASIC gets so many seeds into the state tournament, it's real easy to go, yeah, I think 5 ASIC is going to be in the championship. But to pinpoint it, yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. And I look at the 4A, and uh, it's kind of similar. You look at the 4 ASIC, they're going to be tough. But... I think particularly in, you know, girls basketball here in the early season, we've seen that the 4A Great Basin Conference is going to be tough as well. I looked at the 4A bracket, and I had to change the teams that I thought were going to meet up in the state championship. Uh, I'm still not 100% sold on that, but I'll let you go first and see what you say, and then maybe I'll change my mind again here. Well, in Paul's perfect world, if these two teams could meet up in the championship, Century, you know, I think Century just has so much talent over there in, in Pocatello. Um and I think, you know, Middleton is always is a good choice. But I'm looking at Mountain Home, Sven. Mountain Home's got some talent. They're 8-1. and one. I think the test is going to be on January 4th when they play Century. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for it. And that goes back to our conversation about Great Basin Conference girls basketball this season. Mountain Home, one of those teams that's going to make sure that it is wide open. I'm also saying that I like Century to get in there. The question is going to be who they play. And looking at the bracket... If Century takes seed 4-5-A out of the Great Basin this year, they're going to end up playing one of these four teams if they get to a state championship game. It'd be either 1-2-A, 3-B, 6-A, or 4-5-B. I would pick 3-B out of that, and I think 3-B is going to be the Caldwell Cougars. You know, and I think that's a very good pick. You know, we saw them play the other night. Um, Very good team. I think they have the ability, and and luckily we're early season. I think they have some more uh, gelling to do maybe as a team. Um, And maybe by the end of the season, that's where they're going to be. 
Well, they're under a new head coach, William Rogers, now at Rocky Mountain High School. They have Julia Martinez, Jade Martinez, Kat Vallejo, uh, Kennedy, Aaliyah Kennedy, a new participant on the varsity roster this year. Pretty fun to watch the Caldwell Cougars, and I think that the way the bracket shapes up, I think that you could see them as a championship opponent. I think Middleton and Century may very well end up meeting each other in the semifinals this year, and they would probably be the top two ranked teams in the poll by the time that came. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of time left. We saw Boise High School come in last year at the state tournament riding high. They were 22-3. and three. They went 2-0 and out, um, in, the, in the boys' tournament. So even the teams that get there and you expect them to do well – Anything can happen once you get to state. And even in the 3A classification, which we're going to move to next, it's interesting as well because the teams that I initially picked were Timberlake and Snake River. Uh, They're going to end up playing each other in the semifinals. So again, I'm going to change my mind on that one. I'll let you go first. I have a feeling you're probably also going to pick Timberlake to at least get there. Yes, I am. I am. Safe bet. Yes. Yeah. I'm a a fan of the Tigers. They've got a great team up there. Um, I'm looking at it. You know, Snake River, sure. Um, you know, four and one. Parma, they're five and one though. And uh, b- behind Madison Jackson, if you've got, a, if you have a great anchor player that everyone can rely on, um, but they also have talent that if she has an off night, they can step up and and fill the hole. So, it's uh, I, my my pick right now, Parma Panthers. Well, and the interesting thing about this, again, looking at the bracket, Parma will probably play Snake River in the first round, and then they would end up having to play Timberlake in the semifinals. Just a brutal trip yeah. to the state championship yeah. for Parma. But if they do make it there, they would definitely be battle-tested, and I think it's pretty safe to say they're the clear favorites in the SRV. So yeah. taking that seed 3A would probably be a pretty good bet. I'm going to go with the defending state champions as my opponent to play Timberlake. Lake. It'll be Timberlake and Sugar Salem for the state championship in the 3A ranks, and they have some familiarity with each other. Oh, they do, and you know those are always great games for us too because we get a lot of people listening into those games. But you know, both of those teams, fun to watch, high energy, and I think I think in the back of their minds they wouldn't mind playing each other again either. And Timberlake is home to the absolute best warm-up uniforms in the state of Idaho. <laughs> really. Absolutely. There's somebody also that has pinstripe red and white. I can't remember who that is. Centennial. Centennial, yeah. But Timberlake, they've got those gold pants, and I just think they're so cool. They stand out, and whenever they get there to the Idaho Center, they have a fantastic crowd for their girls' basketball team. Uh, And I I really like the Timberlake Tigers. I think this is their year to get another state championship. Matt Miller, as good of a coach as there is in the state, and they are led by Brooke Jessen on the interior, who is just an absolute uh, impossibility to try and defend. If anybody can do it, it's going to be South Fremont's Olivia Lecheminent, but I don't know if they're even going to be able to play each other in states. I don't know if that'll happen. No, right, and we're going to have these brackets up hopefully by Monday. Um, All the basketball brackets will be online, so you can come back and check them out and see uh, and basically make your own way to early predictions everybody wants to make predictions and i think that's the big fun thing in the 2a uh, what do you have for a prediction last year it was soda springs playing ryrie soda springs came away with a victory the cardinals come back with a ton of talent ryrie brings back andy williams and multiple other pieces as well johnson out there maddie johnson for the ryrie bulldogs and, uh, you know, it'd be easy to pick them as teams that pit up against each other, but who who else do you think is a real contender here in 2A? You know, I, as I mentioned in the first segment, the WIC, they've got three teams coming um, that look really good so far. New Plymouth, Cole Valley, Melba, all of them look really good. Cole Valley at this point I think might be the uh, 
the one that rose to the top in my mind. So if there's going to be opponent coming out of the two-way WIC, and if I have to pick one, it's going to be the Chargers out of Coal Valley. And you you have them playing Soda Springs, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean it, it, that that just has to be a given. Sorry to everyone else, level. but yeah, that, that's just kind of a given. Well, and you look at who Soda Springs is going to end up having to play there in the bottom of the bracket if they do take the district championship. It'd be one two A in the first round. That would probably be either Grangeville or mm-hmm. St. Mary's. And you look below that. It's 6A, Firth, West Jefferson, Ryrie against 3B. So it's kind of interesting. They're going to be absolutely battle-tested. Again, they're in the 2A classification. Just only seems like there's a ton of good parity uh, in those ranks. And, and the 2A is always definitely one of those. And in the boys as well, where uh, the, the, level of, the level of talent statewide seems to match it up really well. There's different styles of play. I mean, Eastern Idaho, you get a different style of play than you do in the Treasure Valley. Um, but as far as talent goes, yeah, I would say the 2A, year in, year out, probably has the most parity. 2A girls basketball will be held at Bishop Kelly High School this year in Boise. 1A D1 girls, this is where you were at last year. You camped out and watched a state champion be crowned there. Um, who do you see making it to the state championship game this year? You know, Prairie, obviously, is, is one that's probably going to come out not not as short bet like mountain view or soda springs but a lot of talent left up there in prairie lapway though um good team to watch uh, they, they're three and two two losses to grangeville so lapway is always tough um but shoshone shoshone is a team that i think that uh that they're going to be playing you, know, you can also look at rimrock the raiders are six and oh right now um so there's a lot of parity there as well but like i said if you're going to make me pick two it's going to be prairie and shoshone and, and it's interesting because lapway is only a team that you only want to pick and i think yeah. I'm half tempted to change my mind here, but I feel that Shoshone with Owens and Headings back, a couple of really talented players, that they're going to give Lapway a run for their money in the semifinals, and they may very well beat them this year. I'm going to pick that, and then they'll play the Prairie Pirates in the state championship game. Should be a fun one there in 1AD1. 1AD2, the last one left to make our way too early predictions for girls basketball this year, and I see this... I'll go first this time. We've got to yeah. mix it up J- just for this once. I-, I like a couple of teams from North Idaho, Genesis Prep and Nez Perce to play each other in the state championship. And uh, Genesis Prep, uh, they are my clear favorite in those ranks this year. Yeah, it was so bold of you going first and then picking Genesis Prep and Nez Perce. And, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, the North is very stacked. Um, but you also have Shoban, 7-0. and um, you know, we talked about it in that first segment. 62 points a game for a girls' basketball team. They have some. Uh, they have some shooters. They have some people that can score some buckets. Uh, so don't count out Showban. Uh, you know whatsoever. You know, you've, last year they lost to Genesis Prep in the semis at state tournament, um, and they ended up coming away with a third place trophy. And we've covered a lot of games throughout the state of Idaho. I have to say, though, as far as atmosphere and you know unique experience. Showband was definitely one of the coolest places I've covered a basketball really? game. You go there, and they go through a lot of traditions and stuff that you don't actually see at a gym very much, and they also have just so much invested into those kids in the basketball program, and it's good to see the girls' team have success this year. I know the boys' team is a little down for Showband this season, but it'll be fun to follow the Lady Chiefs as the year goes on. We take a look at our girls' basketball schedule coming up here for the rest of the month of December. We'll be covering New Plymouth at Homedale on December the 11th. Meridian is at Boise on the 12th. Chalice at West Jefferson on the 18th. Oakley 
at Ambrose, also on the 18th with Cole Valley and Melba mixed in there as well. A busy day of girls basketball on December the 18th. Firth at Ryrie on the 19th and then moving into January. Fruitland at Homedale on the 3rd of January and Snake River at Sugar Salem. A 3A state championship rematch on January 4th. We'll be updating the second half of the broadcast schedule moving forward later in this month. So stay tuned for that. And again, as always, all 66 Girls Real Dairy Shootout games broadcast live and free with audio here on IdahoSports.com. And we are going to be there. We haven't we haven't totally decided where we're going to assign different guys, but you know we always have some of our best guys doing the state tournament to make it good for the fans, and hopefully they enjoy it. Um, you know, getting into that tournament time, we're looking at it. I almost think it's it's gross that we're talking about it because we're just barely starting, and we're already start talking about state tournaments. Let's uh, let's enjoy the regular season. Let's enjoy the uh, the festivities that we call regular season games. You're right. We've got great games coming up on the schedule, and uh, the last week of of December. We are going to schedule the rest of the regular season, and there's going to be some great games on the game stream schedule. Did you just say bah humbug to the way too early predictions for girls basketball, Paul? I think it was fun. I think it was fun. I think it's going to make me look really stupid in two months, but I think it was a lot of fun. Write down the predictions for what Paul (laughs) picked here on the show today. You can make fun of me as well, although I think it's going to be mostly poking the bear with Paul on IdahoSports.com. Well, as always, we appreciate you tuning in to another episode of the Idaho Sports PrepCast presented by Project Filter. Check back for the boys' basketball way-too-early predictions and storylines coming up next week right here on IdahoSports.com. 